Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to another Real Nerds Podcast interview from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast live from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. I'm joined by Brandon Massenberg. Uh, he came here last year and discussed, amongst other things, Dragon Ball Z with our other co-host, James. Um, but you and I also talked a little bit afterwards about a couple different aspects of problems with the different industries of entertainment. Um, you have a topic on your mind that is fascinating to me. Can you tell everybody else what you wanted to talk about today? Well, there's problems with the video game industry. <laughs> Anyone who's looked at it, looked into it recently, knows about it. Now, are we talking about problems in the video game industry from the perspective of the users, or are we talking about like the industry itself? Like the We're, way the... I'm talking a little bit of both. Okay. You see, the problem with the industry as a whole is something that um, I, as a postal worker, um, would know is a bit of a problem with my job. Really? Which is um, overwork. Huh. You see, um, and you see, one of the things that is very similar between what I've seen in the game industry and what I've seen with the post office is that a lot of the workers, especially if you're new and you, especially if you're new and very bottom level, like QA testers and all that, or a CCA, and that is at least for, um, at least for the post office, that's city carrier assistant. Okay. You're basically very disposable. Uh-huh. And you can be worked for as long as for as long as they um as your supervisors or managers want you to be worked. Really? Until they're done with you. Huh. And they will constantly hold the threat of firing over your head. And at least for um the post office, if you're in the first ninety days of the post office, if you're fired for any reason, any reason whatsoever, at least how this was how it was explained to me, if you're fired for any reason, no matter what, that's it. No federal job, no job in the post office ever again. You are blacklisted, essentially. Really? So yep. how does video games tie into this specifically? Well, similar thing from what I've seen here. A lot of people, especially at the bottom level of the video game industry, are afraid to talk out about the problems in it. You'll hear all these stories that have been coming out recently about um, crunch, 
which is like those hours and hours of overtime of, of pretty much unpaid overtime that these people are putting in. And these are to, make these, to get these games out on time. And these are from all the major developers, like uh, like pretty much anyone you can think Blizzard, of. Tell, Blizzard, Telltale, EA, a lot, Riot Games. A lot of these companies keep having these having these stories come out nonstop, like clockwork. And it's only recently that we're finding out about them. And what are they doing to respond to that situation at the current moment? Like, what's their official statement? At um. For like these companies, yeah, like just in they, general, like they, they're very they they have very dry responses, very cookie cutter, very PR kind of responses. I don't pretty much all of them boil down to we're working on it, we'll be improving, and all this other stuff. The right. kind of stuff, the kind of empty words that you hear from any corporation that gets caught when they're doing something wrong, and it's but it's not wrong enough mm-hmm. to put out enough outrage that would have the government get involved, right? Well, it's very similar for effects worker, VFX workers in the film industry. Like some of them get overworked to death because mm-hmm. they're because you hire a bunch of different outlets and services to do different aspects of a film. Sometimes, I mean, at least in the post office, we have some protection, which would be the unions, right? Exactly, and that's why I am fully for um, like the video game. The video game designers and work video game workers in the industry unionizing, yeah, because they need some kind of they need some kind of protection. Because I mean, you'll see it in any industry, every industry throughout time throughout history. Mm-hmm. You think about the industrial revolution. What did you? What did, What is one of the main things you saw? Kids, ten years old, working in massive machines, possibly getting crushed. Right. Very few safety standards. People working in mines with no with no filters or equipment or safety equipment that could keep them from getting sick. Right. And if you're fired, you're you're screwed. Right. You're, you could be dropped for no reason. Exactly. And, I mean, at, the at will kind of mentality. And it's and it's something that you see constantly throughout history. And the video game is only and the video games only recently come into its own, become a massive industry like it had. Like it has in the last few years. Right. I mean, when you think about video gaming back in like the 80s or the 90s, it was nowhere near this big. It was nowhere near this profitable. It's a little more insular of a of a situation. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, like sure, sure, it was nice. Sure, the kid, who, the kid who had the let's say the um, the uh, Nintendo 64 or the PlayStation, he was cool, but it wasn't like he, but it wasn't like everyone had full access to like. Uh, Everyone had full access to like Diablo or something yeah. like that. The online, I mean, the online component changed everything. Yeah, the, everything from the online components to the to the sheer number of games coming out nowadays. Yeah, which I mean, which you, seem I, massive. Like if I can't name one of them right now, like that's what, like it's it it's not just it, it's not even just the consoles. It's computer games and everything like that. Online gaming, everything like that. There's a massive amount, so therefore it must require all those workers, but. Yeah, if they don't unionize, then like they're not getting protected. So yeah, because that's the, that's the one that's the one thing <laughs> that you'll see the cor- corporations when you make them as a whole. It 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 spreads out the responsibility to just this amorphous thing. It doesn't spread out the responsibility to this one person or that one person. Mm-hmm. You don't have, and because of that, you could almost say it spreads out the empathy as well. The way I see it, right. you don't have anyone at the top feeling the pain that these people are going through yeah you don't have you don't and and if those people get called out on it you'll have those people at the top saying things like saying those empty promises like oh we'll improve things or we'll get them better we'll get better and all this other stuff and because of that they because of that almost widespread widespread mass that a corporation can be right 
you don't have you don't have people seeing it on their on their level. Yeah, you don't see it, see it on the workers' level. No, I completely understand that. Like, it, especially when a retail standpoint, that these people who have something at the top don't. If they if they did have something at the bottom, they don't remember it. Like that's 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 like that's the best I could say about that situation. And if it's happening in the video game industry, that's obviously a big issue because I know if I were a big gamer like some of the other real nerds are, I personally wouldn't feel comfortable playing a game if I knew that it was at the expense of a bunch of people who didn't get their proper pay and proper due. But that's the thing, man. You don't know about it until much later. We're finding about these scandals about games that have already come out, that have yeah. already made their margins or at least are still on sale. They're fairly, they're f- either they're only recently new or they are so far done that you probably could get like a copy out of GameStop for five bucks. So is that where... And the- that's, and that's why, and... That's why if the workers and the customers kind of made a united front on this, things might change. Because on the other hand, you have the way the corporations treat the customers. Right. I was now I was one of those people. I'm one of those people who don't have who don't have a lot of time. Right. I don't have enough time to do the constant going online thing. I that's why I don't play. That's why I never I didn't buy Battlefront. Okay. And, I, and when no and co-op for you. No co-op for me. Like. <laughs> I ha- like if I'm going to do co-op, I'm going to do it like two controllers in the house kind of thing. Yeah, old school. Yeah, exactly. The way it's the way it should be. <laughs> the way it used to be. I can't. I can't get into like I, I tried online gaming once, and I was just like, well, one person's yelling at me, and I don't understand how I'm not helping this person. I'm done. They're just not going to deal with it. And I mean, I I and I tried to play some online Call of Duty, Black Ops Two, I think it was. Oh boy. And <laughs> I think I played it for like. I tried playing online for like three days, and I was—I didn't get a single kill on any any time during those three days. You're just like, I don't. I, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. So, but, do you think the users then have a responsibility to create enough noise <laughs> in order to affect that change at the higher level? Um, well, kind pretty. I guess I would say yes. I don't have. I honestly, honestly, it's not an easy question because you do have people who just aren't into the industry as much as I would be or anyone else would be. They just, oh, a new game come is coming out. I like that game. I'm going to buy that game later right. on. And I can't. And I'm not going to. And I'm not going to start pulling out my Bible and start beating it, saying you got to do this, you got to <laughs> do this, you got to do this. Yeah. Because I because I would be the biggest hypocrite. Yeah. Because I, no. I because. I honestly, I honestly don't have time for that anymore. Right, but, um, but um, one of the things, one of the things I, I certainly can say is that if we were to put our heads together, there might be a, there might be a way to actually force some change because, I mean, it's come, I mean, it's coming out. I mean, when you hear stories about people, pretty much locking themselves in closets crying while locked in like office closets to just cry and weep when you have people getting called things like stress casualty something that is a term something that i think is more of a term for like people who suffer from ptsd on the battlefield you have a massive and i do mean a massive problem yep and sure and i and and that goes for any industry it's not even just the ones we're discussing right now at this current moment like any facet of anything and of course on the customer end, 
we have a right to not, we have a right to not want to be abused by the people we by the services that we buy from. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why there's a reason why things like car safety became such a big deal in the 60s and why the Corvair became such a poster <laughs> child yeah. of uh, the car that will kill you, which it could have. Yeah. And so if you're so if you're buying those games, you need to be a little bit more aware of you know like how much of that work is being put in and you vote with your dollar at the end of the day. Uh-huh. So if I you mean, find out a company like Ubisoft or Blizzard is committing that kind of like infractured indentured servitude, then you need to stand up and say like no, I'm not going to buy your game until you fix this. Yeah. Write I a mean, letter even. I mean one of the I mean one of the things I've always disliked <laughs> about current video game culture is the pre-order. Right. And I got screwed, and the main reason why is because I got screwed on a pre-order at first. Aliens, Col- Colonial Marines. Mm-hmm. My mom loves the Aliens franchise, and I th- thought to introduce her to video games by getting th- by pre-ordering that game. I got screwed on that one. Where did you pre-order it directly from the from from like Amazon or Best Buy or something like that? I got it from GameStop. GameStop. I pre-ordered it from GameStop. Oh, but okay. I've never pre-ordered another game since. I decided after that I'm just going to wait for the reviews to come out. Really? And one of the main things I've noticed is that on the on one end is that the is that the industry likes to works these people half to death, but they keep slicing up all the stuff they're working on to to sell to you later. Yeah. They'll keep slicing more and more off and more and more off to keep until Honestly, if they don't stop, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm paying sixty dollars for the game and then one hundred and twenty to start the game. Yeah, because it's like different, like different download packs, DLCs. You'll have this collect. You'll have this collector's edition, that collector's edition. Yeah, the platinum edition, the gold edition, the bronze edition. The what was what was uh, I think it was like Assassin's Creed that had like the the Spartan edition and all, I mean just you'll have like fifteen different editions for one. And all of them have different amounts of content split up among them, and when you and then when you think about it, all those people who've been working all those awful hours to get that t- stuff together are then just to section it off. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it, it, it sounds like a major issue. It's one that I heretofore was unaware of. I mean, I've known about different issues within the video game like user sphere right now in terms of just. How angry they can get! <laughs> like, oh, I, I have no. I can tell you right now, the industry, the, the the culture around it does have some problems. Like the culture of Comic Con has problems around it. Right. You'll have people who will be looking for outrage. Yeah. Looking for a reason to be angry. And yet and they're have, not. And you'll have people who will just be. And you'll have people who will just be nasty pieces of work. Yep. All in any thing that we're part of. Right. So, but. That also doesn't mean that there isn't a reason behind some of the anger. Yeah. Why there isn't a re- why there isn't um, a reason behind that kind of almost off the cuff um, backlash that comes with some of these business decisions. Yeah. Well, and if if anything, I mean, they, like I mean, the word the word entitled gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. But I've never seen anyone more entitled than these corporations who will be who will think they're entitled to your money. Yeah. Entitled to oh we'll split this off and if you want to have this you got to pay us twenty more dollars and all this other stuff. They try to they try and squeeze your money out of your wallet. And the thing is, gaming for me has become far too expensive. Yeah. If I if I want to if I want to buy a game, I'm just going to get stuff from the PS3 era. Yeah. From PS3 and like maybe some of the early PS4 games. Yeah. Just buy used. Or just wait until the just wait until the whole collector's edition comes out. Yeah. But I'm not going to get a new game day one 
or that the what is it the day one edition yeah they also have a day one edition if you pre-order the game so <laughs> i mean it, you you see how ridiculous it can get it's 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 certainly a lot more immersive and um expansive than it than i remember it being when i stopped gaming so but like to me like the 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 bigger issue is is that like when I see a lot of different like controversies or different like frustrations within a gaming community, even just by an article, since I'm not like dug into that culture, it doesn't register a lot with me. But it seems like it's furthest away from anything actually important. So like what you're bringing up is an actual issue. What I'm seeing them getting angry about is like 500 people on Twitch that shouldn't be using the service Twitch. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't follow. What do you mean? Like they just like they get angry about like very insignificant things in the grand scheme of it like oh of i'd be course. more i'd be more concerned about what's coming what's coming from my game at the expense of others than hey that person shouldn't be playing that game because they suck and then just creating oh, like you, oh you have those elitist assholes everywhere yeah i mean you'll have them you'll have them in comic books yeah you'll have them in video games you'll have them in You'll have them in cosplay. Yeah. You'll have them in cosplay. Have them in, have them in film. And, we have them in film all over the place. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I had, I think it was like in community college about five years ago, someone told me, um, oh, you can't be a film fan if you haven't watched Nosferatu. <laughs> now, I like Nosferatu, but you don't need to be, watch that movie to be a film fan by any stretch of the word. And mind you, I was just saying I'm a, I like I like certain types of movies. Yeah. And I wasn't saying I was a fan. Yeah. And then, but... It's, ex I mean, like, our, our host Ryan has the best saying in the world, like, art, film is subjective and art is subjective, so therefore it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder, so... Well, thank you, Brandon, for sitting down and chatting about this with us. I, I was appreciate glad it. to be here. Yeah. So this has been Zach talking to Brandon at Real Nerds Podcast Booth Live from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. This has been another Real Nerds Podcast interview from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. See you next year. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Neighborless Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.